talking about you with Estra, Season 8, Episode 48. Remember, we're here Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And thank you for being here today, because I certainly appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. It makes us all better people when we communicate and share what happens to us, we learn from each other, and we also help each other to understand what we're currently going through. Now, today's topic, where I think it's Tuesday today, we're going to be continuing on with Medicare and you, what plans fit and which don't. Now, I can certainly understand if you're confused by the number of Medicare plans out there and also being able to stay with the basic uh, Medicare plan, which actually is pay, that pays 80% on, on your care and you pay the other 20%. And a lot of times that works out quite well unless you get really sick and you need a lot of help. Uh, $1,200 is not going to really cover all the needs that you have. And believe me, $1,200 just going to that would be bad enough, but you still need to live, and that makes it even harder. So today what we're going to do is we're just going to breeze over some of the plans and talk about some of the information so hopefully you can find the help that you need because I'm learning that it's just like it's getting more and more complicated to actually look through the plans and know what to do. And also, I found out the other day that it's really important to actually give Medicare a call every once in a while because perhaps things have changed since you actually signed up. Maybe they're not doing things the way they used to do. And it almost sounds like year to year with the Medicare Advantage, things are changing. Now, personally, I wish that we would just go with the Bernie Sanders way of doing things. That would be Medicare for all, and everything would be on the, on the same uh, plan. So we wouldn't be confused. We couldn't be deceived. We may not end up missing things out that we need. In fact, like I think I told you yesterday, I almost signed up for a plan that didn't have one of the major uh, prescriptions that I needed, and that would have been bad news. So one of the things I do want to stress to you is, even if you go and you talk to someone, and particularly someone outside of Medicare, one of the Medicare Advantage, it's not that they're trying, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt right now, that just some things are missed by them. But you don't want to be at the mercy after you start in January of needing a critical prescription that you don't have. And what I learned, to my surprise, uh, Medicare could just breathe out and tell you exactly all the medications that you're currently taking. And they can also estimate and tell you actually what the cost is, which kind of blew my mind yesterday, of prescriptions. And this tells me with prescriptions, drugs, we definitely need to have Medicare be able to negotiate these prices because in my opinion right now, that's not even happening. When third, if third world countries can actually get uh, prescriptions at a lot lower than we can, something's wrong when we're actually – you know, putting a lot of the research information that's happening here, and then they're spreading it out. But we shouldn't personally have to be subjected to paying astronomical prices for prescription drugs, okay? That just drives me crazy to some degree because we're hurting, we're sick, we don't feel good. We're choosing between eating, sleeping indoors, or taking prescription drugs. And we shouldn't have to do that. And they also say, well, go in and you know, there's some programs, by the way, <clears throat> that they mentioned that if you aren't able to afford them, Medicare will help you. But I personally know anyone, not just Medicare, anything that's with the government, you're going to be jumping through hoops. And guess what? Once you finally get to Medicare or Social Security, you're freaking tired of jumping through hoops, right? Who wants to jump through more hoops? It just not, shouldn't be necessary. You should have to go through the same thing one time. They get it right by the time, as long as it takes them to get through the process the first time, okay? They get it right. Uh, and also I want to mention to that is if you are going through the process, I know they've been talking a lot about uh, Social Security and Social Security disability attorneys. And what I found is, is that actually it looks like you probably are going to need it in most cases. Unfortunately, we're getting to the point where it's not about how we the condition that we're currently in. It's the fact that somebody either in Social Security or Congress or even up some level of government there 
uh, I don't think Trump has really gotten into this yet, but somebody is just trying to take away the little that the poor people have that actually receive these services. And my question is, why? Why would they want to do that? Why would they hurt a segment of the population that's already hurting bad enough? I just don't understand it. Why would they be so interested in taking money from Social Security and giving it to Wall Street to invest? I don't think they're losing in the stock market. That's something that they should be able to deal with. They shouldn't say, oh, I just lost all my money in those those." in the uh, Wall Street, so I'm just going to go and take the money from the poor people and start all over again. That's a sad state of affairs, especially here in America. So that's why I say every American has to stand up and fight for our rights, not only for Social Security, in which when most of the time they talk about taking things out, people stand up against it because most people know that it's not for the right reasons. Their intentions aren't for the people on Social Security or Social Security disability. Their intentions are mainly for Wall Street. And I think they've given more than enough of everything in this country to Wall Street, time and time again when they get in trouble. Do they do do that with us? Time and time again, there's many people who are on Medicare. Medicare uh, services have been cut so substantially. And like I said yesterday, I personally believe that's just to get them closer and closer to the private industry to be able to take the rest from those who have so little or know how to fight. Well, I'm telling you right now, poor people, get your behinds up and let's fight. Let's fight. Let's not just sit on our bottoms and weep and be sad because we're sick and injured and hurt and being targets of surveillance. Let's not do that. Let's stand up and expose what's going on. And by the way, speaking of exposed, I am so excited. I told you yesterday, I believe, about the article I found. The the title of the article is, Washington State Patrol Detective Violated Women's Rights with Ruse, Hidden Cameras, Court Rules. And that's the article I wanted to find because it had so many parts in there about what they're doing to a lot of people who are disabled. Right? And why? Because of greed. Why? Greed. That's the only reason why. And most of the time when there's an issue, it's usually never found at the bottom. The person is barely making it. It's usually the people that they put over are given contracts to for Social Security. They're the ones who they should be looking at. Why are they spending so much time on the people who have nothing? I want to understand that. I want to know what is really the reason. It bothers me. This tells me that we just really need to just, like the new house came in in Congress, kind of cleaned out all of that other, those other people who were not looking out for our interests. Maybe that's time to do that with Social Security. Maybe we need some people in there who are really going to look out for the people and not for Wall Street. Now, I know they don't have as much control, and I know that it's Congress that's forcing them to do all of this craziness because of their lobbyist money and them getting reelected. Don't elect those people back to Congress and the Senate. What have they done for you? They've done nothing but hurt us. Republicans have not ever been interested, not because they are Republicans. I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats. If they're hurting us, they're hurting us. We need to cut that crap out. We need to kick them to the curb because they obviously know that they have their benefits. I mean, what we should do, actually, is make sure that Congress has the same benefits that we have, and I bet they would change their tune, right? We're all dealing with the government, so why do they have different benefits? In fact, have they even told us what their benefits are, how much they get, what they have to pay? I bet they're not paying $1,500 for their uh, prescription drugs, where a lot of us, a few of Far too many people on Medicare are doing that. And personally, I see that as a tragedy. Okay, so I'm going to get back because, you know, I could I could stay out there a long while, but I'll leave that to the article today. But what we're going to do today is we're going to look at ideas of what we want and what we need from Medicare in 2019. So we're going to look at the plans, not like overview, we overview a, a bit because uh, one of the points one of the Medicare representatives made yesterday is true, and that is we all have different needs and things we need to look at. 
But that doesn't mean we don't have commonality, okay, because we all do. And I'll go into that when I start on, on that information. So I want to go ahead and talk about the article first. You know, I always like to do that before getting into the Medicare and you and the plan. Okay, so I want to go because this is the thing I really like. First, I need to thank Christine Floridge. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. She is a Seattle Times staff reporter who wrote this article because it just displays so much about what I've been talking about. You can go out to hashtag Estra's harassment or Estra Seattle harassment, and you'll see a lot of the things. You can go back seven years, and you'll see that a lot of the things that this article says is pointed out in that area. Or you can go to Esther's blog tips. I mean, you can actually go to most of them, Esther Seattle. It'll have a lot of the information there that you can see. And it's a tragedy that these things are going on every single day in people with disabilities' lives, and most are terrified. I, I say don't be terrified. Don't, 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 don't. Stand. Be courageous. Because if we all stand up and demonstrate these behaviors, it's going to be a different time. It truly is. Because no one should be hurt, abused, or intimidated because Wall Street wants more money. Right? You shouldn't be intimidated by the word. They use that word so much, you should be like cooking bacon. You know, especially if you maybe eat it all day. Maybe I haven't had bacon in a long time. I don't know why I chose the word bacon. But what I'm trying to say is that when people can make you afraid, then you don't think clearly. And if you don't think clearly, you can't make good decisions, and you can fall into some of their traps. And that's what they are, traps. So from my perspective, you stand up. You know, they say feel the fear and do it anyway. That's what I'm saying today. Don't just stand there and worry about what they're going to do or, or their power or their influence or their money. Let me tell you something. The number of people on Social Security, whether retired or disabled, are a lot of people. A lot of people. And when we say, no, we're not going to put up with this nonsense, we don't have to put up with this nonsense because what we vote, we will vote somebody into the presidency who realizes what Social Security means and know what it means to us. What else we will do? We will also watch and monitor their behavior. And that's one of the great things I love about our seniors. Our seniors have learned from past experiences and decades of things being done wrong to them that they stand up and they will vote. And they know the value of voting. They're an incredible voting spot. And I hope that the millennials will decide that they're going to continue to be an excellent block themselves, that they're going to grow, and they're going to actually get up and decide that they're going to uh, try to become senators and representatives and local government because, believe when they say everything is local, a lot of it is local. A lot of the bullying and stuff is local. It might be initiated at a federal level or someplace else, but it takes people in your local community to do these abusive things to you. Did you know that? It's them that's doing it. And that's a problem because they're supposed to be there to help you, but they're not. All right, let's just get into the article. Okay, so the article, the name of it again is, and it is here in Washington State, by the way, Washington's patrol detective violated woman's right with Ruth's hidden camera court rule. It says Kathleen Whalen thought she was doing her civic duty. Did you hear this? Her civic duty. So she's trying to do the right thing by helping the detective investigate and, ident- and identify theft ring. In reality, in reality, she was unwittingly, unwittingly helped him build a case against herself and her own disability claim. I want to tell you something that's so true. Most, in my opinion, the average disabled person or retired person are gullible. And why are they gullible? Because they spend their life, most of us, spend our life trying to do the right things, right? But when you come up, up against somebody who's deviant or seen a lot of things that are not good, you are going to be unwittingly, okay, because you're not into those things. You're trying to live life the right way. You're trying to do the best you can. You're trying to survive off of $1,200 a month. Right? And that means putting food on the table, your utility bills, 
over your head. I mean, just everything on that small amount of money. So you're not thinking about these people out there. You're thinking, oh, Lord, help me through this next day. Or sometimes it's let me, let me through this hour. Let me handle whatever problem I'm dealing with right now. You know, you're not, you're not thinking about this the stuff that they're coming out. I guess they've got a lot of time and money on their hands to sit there and think about, now how can I screw this person? How can, uh, and by the way, who actually hires the most investigators? Insurance companies. And that's whether they're public or private, okay? So those are the ones who are out there thinking about ways to create deviant behaviors for their own agendas. How sad. Let me go. I'm going to start all over, and then I'll try to hold myself for a minute. By the way, Kathleen Whalen, I invite you to be a guest on the show to tell your story. So con- go ahead and send me a message at contact at estrascarrecthelp.com if you're interested. Or if somebody else has gone through this and had legislation, had to go to court over this, please go ahead and give me, uh, write me up an email. It's contact at estrascarrecthelp.com. All right. It says... When Kathleen Whalen agreed to speak with a badge-wearing Washington State patrol detective who knocked at the door of her King County home, she thought she was doing her civic duty by helping him investigate a crime. Detective John G. McMullen had claimed falsely, what was that? He claimed it truly, no, heck no, that's too easy for them. I told you they lie all the time you ask them. Are you harassing me? Are you following me? Are you bullying me? What do they say? No, not us. Okay, Detective John G. McMillan had claimed falsely that he was looking into an identified theft ring when he found Wayland's name and address handwritten on a scrap of paper. What does that do? He's trying to incite fear. What happens when people are afraid? Oh, my goodness, my name and address are written on a scrap of paper by some people who are actually doing an identity theft ring. Oh, wow, I don't know anything about that, right? So she's like this being set up to be at his mercy. That's game from my perspective, okay? So she's, she's unwittingly falling right into their plan. Why? Because she's not used to these kind of people. Let me go on. In reality, she was unwittingly helping the detective build a case against herself and her own disability claim. You know, to me, if there's a claim, you don't have to create one. Why are you going to go out there and create one against people because you want that money to go to Wall Street and also money in your pocket? I wonder how much they paid McMullen to do this kind of dirty work. Okay. Last week, the Ninth Circuit Circuit Court of Appeals rules that Detective Ruth violated Wayland's Fourth Amendment right. Did you hear that? Her Fourth Amendment right was violated. And I suspect with a lot of these games they're playing, most of the people they're harassing and bullying and intimidated, their Fourth Amendment right has been violated. Not just the Fourth. I'm sure if we went down the list, we could find a few more that could apply in different situations. Let me go back. The Ninth Circuit, the Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Detective Ruth violated Wayland's Fourth Amendment right to be free of warrantless search and seizure and put disability investigators unnoticed that the same tactic would not work in the future. I need you to hear two things in there. One thing is a free of warrantless search and seizures. Right now, I believe in Washington State, a lot of the things they do, they don't necessarily need a warrant to do them to you. And that's one of the first things we need to change and put on the ballot. The other thing I want you to notice is it talks about disability investigators, right? Invested, why are they out there investigating? Why did they, I keep asking this question, why have they had new, in every state they've added these disability investigators to go out hunting people who are injured? Now, first of all, they've already done their homework. They've actually reviewed every case very closely. Usually it takes three years. It used to take three years. I don't know how long it takes now before they actually approve you. So the documentation is there. It's not like it's by accident that it's not there. And I don't believe the majority of people want to be on Social Security, it's you can't. It's hard. You can't live. Who can live off of twelve hundred dollars a month, right? They're struggling. Most people would love just to go back to their normal life. That would be wonderful to be able to go out there and dream a great dream. Wait, let me back up. 
I still want you to dream, okay? I don't care if you are injured. We all have to have dreams. We all have to pursue things. If you aren't able to do what you were able to do before, dream a new dream. Life changes on a dime. We never know. Something even worse can happen right than what's happening right now to you. And the only thing that's good news about it is that you've been through a lot of tragedy already, and that will give you some ideas of how to cope with the situation that you're in. All right, let me go on. In its opinion, the three-member panel found that McMullen had qualified immunity. This is, isn't it amazing how cops, they don't ever have to go to jail. They're starting to now a little bit. Maybe that will make them think, maybe I shouldn't do things that are wrong to people uh, for no reason. It says, McMullen had qualified immunity from the lawsuit, right? So he can't be prosecuted. And why is that? Because of how this whole game is set up and how this happens far too much. Now, poor person, they'd have, they'd have stuck us under the, the, the jail, right? They'd have just done us in, right? If we had done something like that. I mean, one of the main things they're always telling us, you tell the truth. Don't you lie to us. You'll get in trouble. So what do they do all the time? They're deceptive. They lie. They manipulate. They insult. They do surveillance. They bully. They intimidate. But that's okay. Right? Isn't that what he said? What they say? In its opinion, the three-member panel found that McMullen had qualified immunity from the lawsuit. But the panel also underscored that the detective's actions were unconstitutional because he was conducting an administrative fraud investigation. Do you hear that? What was he doing? He was conducting an administrative fraud investigation. Right? Now, medical records don't lie. Okay? Medical records are out there. They're going to tell the truth. And another thing I'd like to tell you, they're talking about people, uh, disability people, common doctors. You must be joking. I've not met a doctor that can be con. They have so many things that they use Okay, in their whole thing, they know what's you. I've never, I've never seen one that just said, okay, you know, you're just, uh, you're just uh, not okay. They have tests. There are X-rays, right? There are physical things that they can do. There are, are head games they run on you. You don't even know they're running those head games on you half the time, right? Because if somebody may have told them somebody else wasn't telling the truth. I assure you, they know when you're hurting. They know about the physical body, the emotional body, all of those things. They know. Your records tell it. If you have had a history of being injured or hurt, all this stuff for for years, they know. It's about Wall Street and money. It's not about you. So if they're trying to make it about you, don't believe them. Don't sit there and be terrified of their lies to be where you are. Nobody wants to be injured. <clears throat> Nobody wants to be disabled. There are just better places to be <clears throat> and things to do. I don't know. My mouth is always getting dry these days, but that's okay because I continue on. Let's see where we are here. It says, the courts have in the past ruled that police can use ruses in criminal investigations, but not civil matters, right? So I... Did you hear that? So I'm assuming that they know the difference between the two. But, of course, she can't sue him in civil court. Why can't she? Because he has qualified immunity in this particular case. It may not happen in yours. They might not rule that way. Let me go on here. It says, Whalen's attorney, George A. Fields, said that while there was no financial reason, the ruling was nevertheless a victory. It was a victory for all of us. Right, people who have who are disabled, who are being harmed in some way, were not necessary. Now I hope in other ones that a financial that people are be able to get something financially. And why is that? Because for some reason that's the only place Wall Street hurts. That's the only way that Social Security will actually say, okay, well maybe this is not the bright idea. Maybe we shouldn't just put a place up in every state to see who, how much money we can get and give to Wall Street. Okay, this is a significant ruling. And also, George A. Fields, I hope that you will continue to take these cases and win because far too many people need an attorney, first of all, that they can trust, another one who's working for the people and not Wall Street or Social Security or anyone else, or employer, ERISA, 
I mean, this is auto insurance. People need somebody they can say, I trust this attorney. Because far too many are saying, no, we're going to have to stick with the money. And why is that? Because they know who brings down the money. So if they take on one of these people who have the power and the resources, they can just stop paying their other claims or benefits, whatever's going on. And that's why we need to change the way in which our system is currently working. When the people who have the power and the resources control everything in the system, it's a problem because the poor people have very little to back to fight against them except what? Our unity to stand and change the people who are in there. We can do that. Let me go on. It says, uh, let's see, this is, this is a significant ruling, said Fields. People with disabilities should not have to worry about whether they can trust law enforcement. I've been talking about law enforcement and not being able to trust them for a long time. Go out and look at Estrell Seattle harassment. You will see them. You will see their pictures. You will see some other things that they do. I mean, it's, they, are, they already have uh, demonstrated they can't be trusted. They follow. They pass by residents. They can also be local police and sheriff officers do the same thing. They're talking about the state patrol, and in particular, in particular Washington State Patrol, but it's all of them. They are all working together and against two poor people who can hardly stand up, right, who don't have the resources or the influence or the power. But when stories like this come out and they say exactly what these people have done, it's truly something each of us can stand on. It says here, let's see. It says, on Friday, a spokesman, spokesman for the Washington State Patrol said that the agency is no longer part of the Cooperative Disability Investigation Unit. Did you hear that? That's what they're calling it, CDIU, which is Cooperative Disability Investigation Unit. And who's, I, I just wonder, who decided to build these units? Who's the one who started this against people who have so little? And where did they find all this money all of a sudden not to have it to build all of these uh, locations in every city, a cooperative station unit, right? If you want to start with something, start with the people who sent you out here, the lobbyists of Wall Street, Congress, Republican Senate, okay? I hope Trump didn't, uh, didn't approve this, and I sure hope Obama didn't because then I'll really change my opinion of him. So what I'm saying is this, is that, let me go on, I guess. Let me see what it says here. I'll start at the top. It says, on Friday, a spokesman for Washington State Patrol said the agency is no longer part of the Cooperative Disability Investigation Unit. I have to say one more reason. Why are they not no more on a part of it? Because they've been exposed. When they're exposed, then they don't want to do these dirty deeds that are under the table because then we're going to know who they are and what they represent, and how they're making this extra money off of you. They want to pay them extra money, but they don't want to even give you a decent amount of money to live on day in and day out. They want you to suffer. Program, which is the Cooperative Disability Investigation Unit, a federal program overseen by Social Security Administration. Who is it overseen by? Social Security Administration. Have you ever gone up to Social Security and said, hey, are you, are you harassing me? Are you bullying me? Are you investigating me? And what did they say? Absolutely nothing. They just send these other people out to do the dirty work. And why are they doing that? Why are they trying to hurt people on disability when you know people are hurting? You know what people are doing. You know who they are. You know there's nothing that anybody wants to survive on $1,200 a month. Let me go on. A federal program overseen by the Social Security Administration and the Office of the Inspector General, right? That's also local. Both of those, Social Security Administration local and the Office of the Inspector General, to which McMullen had been assigned, right? So that's where this is coming from. All of this drama you're facing in your life, Social Security Disability and the Office of the Inspector General to support who? Wall Street. It's all about money in Wall Street because poor people have no time for this craziness. Poor people just want to survive. They're just trying to move step by step and make sure they can get through the day, get through the pain, get through the injuries, get through the sickness, get to the doctors, whatever the case may be, just survive. 
and a few hopefully will be lucky to fight back and make it even their life a little better than when they started. Now, Medicare used to, in my opinion, be so willing to help people to move up and move out because people don't want to be here. But then they started cutting the services. So now what do you have? You have a lot of people on Medicare stuck in a position because they can't move up because the services they needed are out of range. How sad is that? Let me go on because, you know, I could go further. I'm going to read this one paragraph because it's so important, and I'm not going to say a word through it. On Friday, a spokesman for the Washington State Patrol said the agency is no longer part of their cooperative disability investigation unit, which is known as CDIU, a federal program overseen by the Social Security Administration and the Office of the Inspector General, to which McMullen had been assigned. Andrew Pinarsa, a spokesman for the federal agencies, right? So it's the federal agencies, so they want to speak for both Social Security Administration and the Office of Inspector General, said the investigation unit is waiting for the guidance of the ruling from the Department of Justice. So the Department of Justice is also involved, right? So you've got the Department of Justice, Social Security Administration, and the Office of Inspector General. And who do you have to help you? You. So they're throwing all of their power, their money, their resources against you, just you, lonely you, poor you, hurting you, sick you. Why? Read of Wall Street. Let me go on. Let's see that. Let's mix the last. It says, and will apply it once we see. So now they're saying, in my opinion, we just got caught with our britches down. So we've got to fix this and cover this up so that, We'll look justified in our behavior when we know that it's not. But if we can look like justified, then we can hurt some more poor people. Have you noticed they never go after the rich folks? Do they go after the rich folks who've been injured and hurt? I don't see them on the front page. Because you know they would be, and you know they would be telling you everything that's in this article. Let me go on. The suit was filed by Wayland after she learned that McMillan had surreptitiously recorded video inside her home using two hidden cameras and that the information he gathered during his visit had been used to deny her disability claim, according to the 217 suits filed in U.S. District Court. Okay, so what does that tell you? Well, they'll say anything to get their money. That's like, uh, well, I'll wait until I, there's another set of people who are just like them that we'll get to here in a minute. So attorneys not working for Social Security are hard to find, ones who are really going to work for you, ones that you can really trust. And that's why, because they have the money and the power, and they can just just line them up. And they know who's working for who. They know how many of their clients are people with disabilities. Right? So they're trying to, trying to work with them only because they have to, because they know Social Security is the one who's going to pay them. The same problem with auto insurance companies. Those attorneys know that you don't have the money to pay them, Who's going to pay them? The insurance company, the auto insurance company. All right, let's just keep on stepping out there. What about long-term disability or arrestments from your employer? They know it'll be them who are paying them and not you. Why? Because poor people don't have the money. Most of the time, poor people don't even have the knowledge. So you have no knowledge, no resources, and you're coming up against what? These people who have all the power on the planet almost? Something's wrong. According to the suit, McMullen was working as what? An investigator with the CDIU when he was asked in 2011 to look into Wayland's claim. So these, these police officers are just out there, Social Security and the, uh, what's the other, the other part of it? The name of them. Let's see, I want to make sure they're all, in, they're all inclusive on that. There's three of them. Uh, I'm just pulling the paper back a second here. Um, and the federal, let's see, where is it? Office of Inspector General, right? So those are the two of them, right? Okay, let's see where we are. The suit was filed by Wayland after she learned that McMillan had surreptitiously recorded video inside her home using two hidden cameras and that the information he gathered during the visit had been used to deny her disability claim, right? So he gets paid off of that. That's good. She probably made a lot, probably took in half of her disability income, right? Well, she got nothing, trying to starve to death. That's, that's a tragedy, right? So they're paying these people to turn people out who have no other recourse 
and have no other resources to help them. Okay. According to the suit, McMullen was working for working as an investigator with the CDIU when he was asked in 2011 to look into Wayland's claims, right? So that's what we're saying here. We're saying that the Cooperative Disability Investigation Unit are the ones asking these cops to look at you, right? They're the ones out there saying, hey, go look at this person, in my opinion, to harass and intimidate them until they feel like they can't go on anymore. And what did I say to you? You just keep your head on and you keep fighting. <clears throat> if you have a excuse me, story like this, here, hold on. <clears throat> okay, here we go. If you have a story like this, make sure you use hashtag Esther's Radio Show. It's really important that we get get to the get these out there. It's so important. Every single one matters. Wayland, now 55, had applied for Social Security Disability and Supplemental Security Income Benefits due to her diagnosis of cervical dystomia. I don't know if I pronounced that last part right. A condition her attorney liked to Parkinson's disease. She claimed to have memory loss, weakness, and difficulty standing and walking. Okay, so it's amazing how they, they say, okay, we're going to do this one day, and then we're going to see someone with Parkinson's or know someone with Parkinson's, realizes they're up and down every day. Some days they're better, some days they're worse. But he's going to say, okay, today's a sunny, bright day. It's nice and warm. She looks like she's right where she needs to be. Let me get these pictures of her so that I can get my money. To me, that's a tragedy. The Washington Disability Determination Services Division asked the CDIU to investigate, right, saying Wayland's medical evidence did not support her reported diagnosis and that she appeared to be using a wheelchair inconsistently. Wow, does that surprise anybody? Some days you feel better, some days you don't with Parkinson's like. Sometimes you can walk, sometimes you can't walk. What is up with these? They do the same thing with those independent medical exams. They lie. They lie, just straight-out liars. You know, these are common tactics in down to the majority of people just to be able to maybe get their... I don't know, bonuses at the end of the year. I don't know what they're doing with them. So people are not the same every single day. That doesn't mean that they're not injured. or doesn't mean that they're not sick. doesn't mean that they're not hurt. It doesn't mean that they uh, are, have already been shown that this woman had a disability. So this bothers me. It bothers me because the deviance isn't with the actual injured or sick person. It's with their system. Their system are creating these systems of injustice, and then they're paying them off, right? The lobbyists, Congress, these organizations that are setting up, making tons of money for their existence. Social Security disability and Social Security were meant to help people in need, period, point blank. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what this is about. McMullen knocked on the door of Wayland's home wearing his badge and identified himself as a state police detective investigating identity fraud, the suit claims. He invited her out to his vehicle where he had her complete a questionnaire and looked through the photographs of suspects, the suit claims. The ruse, believe me, that's what it was, a ruse, which they do all the time, was designed the officer told the report to allow him to observe Wayland's responses and bodily movements. Oh, so now we've got these um, police officers acting as physicians. Who would have known? Well, I know what she is. I'm a physician. They are not a physician. There are people trying to make money to add on to their wages. That's what this is about. You see police officers all the time going out there doing traffic, doing things, or helping construction companies, or wherever they're getting their money for, maybe they feel holding to these people. Maybe that's the CBIU. Maybe they felt beholden to them to make sure they come up with these answers. Truly, it bothers me. Because Waylon believes she had been a victim of identity theft, she invited McMullen into her home so she could provide him with contact information of a potential suspect court documents alleged. So you're sitting out there. That's why they call you unwittingly. I don't call you unwitting. You know what I call you? 
I call you living life the way you're supposed to be. So you're not used to crooks coming around doing things they're not supposed to do. And, yes, those crooks can be police officers. They can be any of them, any of those who started this, because they're all, what they say, in the, right? they're not for you. But how do you know that? You've just been living your life, dancing along, singing a song, right? In other words, you've just been trying to make it. You don't know about these games and these ruses that they play. You haven't been there. And still, the, until they start playing them on you, then they start looking awful familiar. It's like, oh, this looks strange, or this is not normal, or this is not my world. Whose world am I living in at this moment? And why are they doing these things? All right, let me go on. It says the report later submitted, let's see here, I think I missed one. Because Waylon believed she had been a victim of identity theft, she invited McMullen into her home so that she could provide him with contact information of a potential suspect's court document alleged. The report launched or later submitted included McMillan's observation about Wayland's speech, dexterity, and writing ability. Really? So now he's Dr. McMillan, huh? That's what we need to call him. It also noted that Wayland's wheelchair inside her home was being used as a blanket holster. Give me a break. Maybe she was cold. Most people who sit in wheelchairs use a blanket. Now it's a blanket holder. Do you know how many blankets she uses? Maybe she was cold. If she had Parkinson's, maybe she had Parkinson-like things, maybe she was cold. Right? You know anything about neurology? Are you a, a neurologist? Give me a break. And did not appear to be used often. Now, how would you know? Do you know how she keeps her house? No, I doubt you do. Okay, let me go on. According to the suit, the Washington Disability Determination Service Division denied Wayland's disability claim but did not bring any civil, administrative, or criminal allegations against her. She learned that McMillan's deception when she appealed the decision, the suit claims, right? So she didn't even know that what she had done was the reason why. And that's a lot of things they do. They don't want to keep all of this stuff out in the open because once you know, I know, and what somebody else knows, and people who don't even have to be disabled, people might, they still might be in the middle of doing something different in their careers. But one thing we know, a lot of people will become disabled. And no, you won't think it's you. No, no, because you've got other plans with your life, right? It's not going to be you because you want to do other things with your life. You don't want to be saddled down with drama. You want to live, right? So you're not going to think this is you, but I've got some bad news for some of you. It's going to be you, and you're going to be in this situation, and you're going to have to fight your way out, and you're going to have to stand against things you didn't think was even possible to stand against. And why? Because you know mistreating poor people is wrong. And that will make you decide that you have to stand against things that are unequal, regardless if you have a penny to your name or billions. And I hope that everyone who reads this story and hears this program understands that people who are injured that are disabled are not going in this for the money. What people are going in is to, to get better and to be healed. And you can't tell me that you can't get to a better place because I've seen where Medicare has actually allowed people to get better, to get better and move on. But they needed the tools to be able to do that. They had to be equipped to be able to do that. And they needed Medicare's help to move on. And Medicare has the skills to do so. In my opinion, Medicare has the ability to help people move further and get to productive lives and change the way in which their life is going. But when they cut services, when you can't get what you need anymore, and then if you get worse because of that situation, or sometimes, you know, people, they'll put people under a lot of stress, all this craziness, but people don't handle stress well, they may become sicker than what they were in the first place. To me, that's a problem. Let me go on here. Phil Whalen's attorney said disability decisions should be based on a complex analysis of medical. He didn't say police, Okay medical, vocational, and educational factors that cannot be adequately assessed in a one-hour fraud investigation. I need to read that again, okay, because there's two parts. I, what I just mentioned is so important in this. It's still 
Wayland's lawyer said disability decisions should be based on complex analysis of medical, vocational, and educational factors. Those are what they should be working on because I personally realize that when they work on the medical, vocational, and educational, they can move people up and off. That's the key. But no, that's not what's happening today. Now people are just suffering in place, not getting what they need, uh, current medical, some of the stuff they get, some other stuff they don't. Vocational, sometimes it's offered, sometimes it's not. Educational, right? Sometimes people just understanding their own condition can make a difference. Yeah. They wouldn't be there on Medicare if they didn't need help. They need help. But instead of getting help, far too many are hurt. Let me read this one last time. It says, feel Wayland's lawyer said disability decisions should be based on a complex analysis of the medical, vocational, and educational factors that cannot be adequately assessed in a what one-hour fraud investigation, right? So they don't they don't want to even take the time to even do the make the decisions in the right way. They take one-hour fraud investigation, bullying, intimidating surveillance, right? They go out, they get these police. These police love getting this extra money. And so what do they do? They put people who are usually poor people in compromising positions. And why don't they do it to rich folks? Because they know rich folks will sue their butt. That's why. But poor people, what are they doing? They're just trying to make it. They're just trying to say, yes, sir. Right? Now, slavery was supposed to be over. Yes, master. What can I do? You go into there and they say, okay, we're going to just cut off, cut off your benefits. Why? Right. Okay. That's a shame. You know what they need and you know their help. You have, fortunately, everything today is uh, automated, right? This digital, this digital age, Social Security can pull anything they want. Anything they want on you, they can pull up. Don't be deceived. They've got everything on you. So they can go out and take a look at your medical records. They can actually see what they can do vocationally for you and educationally and help you to move up. I know. I know. I've seen what these people can do. I know what they can do. They can also bring people like this uh, police officer into your life. They don't have to be police officers. If you're online, watch out for those so-called boyfriends because it's probably one of theirs. Be careful what they do, right, because they'll set you up in a heartbeat. But guess what? You just remember all they've done to you because there's going to come a day, there's going to come a time, and there's going to come a place where you might have to share all that they've done to you. And I hate to tell you this, but you were probably not the first one they've done it to. Nor will you be the last unless insured civil rights legislation is passed. Do you hear me? We need insured civil rights legislation. That's why you need to go out to estrascarwrecthelp.com and subscribe. Help me to get this passed. Yes, right here in Washington State. We need it. We need to have it. It's just, if we don't have it, this is the kind of thing that we're going to be continually subjected to. All right, let's see what this says. It says, when he said Waylon was granted supplemental when he said Waylon was granted supplemental security income disability benefits and is still appealing her claim for regular social security disability benefits. Now I don't know what the case is, but for me I'm assuming that if Ms. Waylon was uh the social security disability so the supplemental Security income disability is based not only on your condition, but also your financial aspects, which means she doesn't really have a lot of resources at that time. So I'm not sure about how, if she has enough hours to qualify for the Social Security disability benefits. Personally, I'm not sure if they've increased that number, changed it, or what they've done for that. But I can just tell you right now that we, as people injured, are dealing with the disabilities, Social Security disability, or ERISA from your employer, just as bad. Long-term disability like LifeWise. You know, you have, really have to watch the people in which you get entangled with. Because before, we were used to dealing with honest uh, people with integrity, and 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 the people they were dealing with were the same way. Are you always going to have an outlier there? Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I tell you what, if you start looking at the top of the people that you're giving the contracts to, I bet you would eliminate a lot of it because it's starting with you and your behavior. When you actually are asking people to go out and check on people for their money, then 
that's a problem, right? You know, you can look at people and you can tell. So, I mean, not the average person, but Social Security, they look at, a, they look at millions of people. They have millions of records, and they know, and they know. I can't believe I've used all my time just for the article. Please go out and subscribe to the Seattle Times. Right now they have a thing for, for a dollar. Okay, so if you don't have one now, I know people think a dollar, you don't have a dollar. Poor people barely have money. Okay, but that's okay. When you get a dollar, go out and do that. Or just pass on this article to somebody else to, to take a look at. It's so, so important because there's too many people out there sitting at home wondering what's really going on with them, and they need to know. Make sure you actually help them to subscribe to Esther Seattle Harassment, too, so they can see some of these intimidating tactics, which happen when? Online and in, in public places, right? We, we need insured civil rights legislation, people. We've got to get that passed and get that set up. We really need it. So if you're in Washington State, you want to help with actually getting insured civil rights legislation passed, and you're not a hacker, insured hacker, belong to that private investigator, any of those people who are trying to hurt people, no, we don't want you. We don't. Why don't we want you? Because you've heard enough of us. We want people who really want to pass legislation to protect policyholders. Start asking some of those people right now that just in, in California with the fire. I mean, many of them are saying, hey, insurance company, we need help. Help us. Help us. But they're not getting the help they need right now. This is not something that's unusual, unfortunately. It's been something far too many people have tried to do, and many people are hurting. So if you've been in the fire in California and you're hurting, keep talking. Also, so you can also send me a message at hashtag Estra's Radio Show. Name the insurance company that you're dealing with and how you're having a hard time getting your uh, benefits or, or settlement in there. Because unfortunately, it's just not with auto insurance that this is happening. And we really need to change the way in which our insurance industry works. And it starts with Congress and the lobbyists, for insurance lobbyists, that's got to change. I can't believe I'm all out of time. I only have till I believe, tomorrow, too, to finish this up. I don't know. There's so much to talk about with this. So I'll see what I can do tomorrow. I might have to extend this out another day till next week because we have Thanksgiving this week. Remember to also be very thankful for what you have. And, and we are thankful, people are, for being able to have Social Security and uh, Medicare because in a lot of countries they don't have it. We would just like this system to be better and appropriate for those who are injured and hurt. Thank you so much for listening today. Oh, I've enjoyed our conversation. Make sure to come back here tomorrow, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we'll take up from where we left off today. Thank you. Have a great Tuesday, and I'll see you tomorrow.